technological advances in science are right now, as we speak, pushing the genetic boundaries of what it means to be human. Many experts in the field of genome editing believe we already possess the ability to begin rewriting the God-given code that makes up our DNA in order to engineer what they believe could be an improved, hybrid species of human being. Where will the hubris of man lead us? Is science opening the gates of hell? Today's guest will weigh in on this and much more. Hello and welcome to Skywatch TV. Man, oh man, if you missed the last few weeks, you simply must go back to the archives. Before we dive into today's panel, let me introduce our special guest. He's an Air Force veteran, author, radio show commentator, podcaster, and public speaker. He's the writer of Gen 6 Productions, Mega Drought, and the Lies of Men and Gods. Please welcome Mr. Daniel Holdings. I really mean this sincerely. These last few weeks talking about UFOs, the Vatican's interest in following the disclosure of UFOs, uh, these space brothers and what they are, and maybe readying us to turn to them as the high entity of the land when disclosure happens, as the leading authority there with all the benevolent answers that will explain to us what is happening globally. I assume while people are fighting over dwindling resources, and news anchors are in a frenzy to try to explain what we're seeing come upon the earth, what's in the sky, what these entities might look like. And we've been talking about Steve Quayle's brand new DVD, Lies of Men and Gods Exposing the Fallen Angel Agenda, the Genetic Corruption and Destruction of the Human Race. Daniel, you're the lead writer and the co-producer, and these last few weeks we've covered a lot of ground. I teased at the very end of last week's program, though, one of the expeditions that you and Steve and your team took during the making of this film was to Mexico, where there's video footage revealing these digs that you guys did, these archaeological digs where you did discover artifacts deep below the surface of the earth. And the video footage is there in this film for people to see. Uh, there's no dig a shallow hole, the dirt is loose, dig it up, blow on it, and call it an artifact. These are things deep below. You can see the earth itself has long since crusted and packed it only in the way that it can over lots and lots of years. You talked briefly, though, about an Egyptian connection to those artifacts. Maybe briefly recap, bring our viewers up to speed in case they missed last week. And was there evidence of DNA manipulation on those artifacts? So uh, just to tag on uh, the, the intro there, uh, you, you can add there uh, Steve Quayle's sidekick because Steve is so focused. I, I'd be taking his credit if, if I said this was my idea. It was his idea to go down into Mexico, fund this expedition with his own money, and to bring about this evidence. But to your point just a second ago, look, some of this evidence cannot be denied. Mm -hmm. If Okay, so let's just say for the sake of discussion, if only... 10% of those artifacts are real, if everything else is wrong. But you find 10% showing aliens, Aztecs, Toltecs, and Mayans interacting with Egyptians? What does that mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That means that the history that we have been told is false. Because we have been told that Columbus was the first one to discover America, right? That he helped bring coffee to the Europeans, right? Joe, it's not true. 
Because what we see is that the Egyptians, via these artifacts, had been in South America and Central America. And what it shows is that they were probably even in the Grand Canyon. And Steve has written extensively about this himself. But they were probably even in the Grand Canyon. And we go through, not in this particular film, but in the past in various writings, we have went through how this could actually occur. But it's back to the point of the movie. When we look at the lies of men and gods, everything that we have been told about the world is not true. Right. Mm-hmm. So what we have to do, first of all, you lean on the word of God, Amen. right? Because the Amen. word of God is true, right? Amen. You listen for his Holy Spirit. And then you do your own research. You look into it yourself. Yeah. But getting back to these artifacts, some of these artifacts, what, what they show, they had uh, the God of Ra on them. Right. And these were artifacts, as you said, that were buried deep in the ground, layer upon layer of dirt over them, showing the God of Ra. It showed a, Egyptian pharaohs on there, interacting with aliens and Toltecs. They were clearly on there. So what does this mean to the history that we have been taught, to our worldview? Tom, that's shattering. Well, yeah, and there's a lot of stuff. I, I went to... Um to a doc, I don't even remember if it was a dentist or a doctor or what it was, but many years ago I was in a medical office and I'm waiting my turn. I'm waiting for the doctor to call me and I'm, there's a National Geographic magazine sitting there. Now this is probably 35, 40 years ago. So I have no idea where this National Geographic magazine is now, but I'm thumbing through it. Suddenly there's a b- big article in here and it's like, uh, did the Phoenicians, and they start talking about the Phoenicians arriving here, you know, a thousand years ago, long before 1492, uh, and bringing some of their stuff with them. But the part of this article that I found to be the most amazing was that they had dug up an ancient Indian burial site. They had found that this burial site included what probably was a chief uh, and some other stuff in there. But as they're, as they're going through the artifacts that are in this dig, they, and they showed a picture of this, by the way, in the National Geographic magazine, they had found a gold platter with symbols and stuff on it that are known to be from the Middle East, right? And it had a dedication over the top of it that said, uh, to the God of the Canaanites. And uh, this, they, now how this Indian chief get a hold of an artifact a thousand years ago dedicated to the God of the Canaanites. I just the most amazing story, right? But I think there's probably stuff here in the United States, Mexico, uh, where there are things that could be dug up, and that might be what you did when you guys came across this treasure trove. The other part about this that I noticed was quite convincing was in some places, you're digging underneath trees that have been growing for, you know, a gazillion years. And these guys are literally having to break the rocks out of the way, break the roots off these trees that had grown down and were all in But they have to get to this stuff, basically digging a tunnel under there until finally they start bringing out some of these artifacts. That's so like, okay, if you were trying to fake something, it'd be a lot easier than doing that, right? Uh, we're going to fake this, so we're going to put a tree on it. Now, we got to wait about 200 years for it to grow, and then we're going to come back. So there's some stuff in there that leaves you scratching your head. So what the discovery, at least of this Egyptian connection did, is it, it caused us to go back and look at, okay, is there other evidence beside these artifacts that show some sort of Egyptian connection to, the, to South America, or to the Americas? And it's interesting, there was a, a study done by, I think it was a, a German um, researcher, and she took the tissue samples from a mummy that was like 3,500 3, years old or something. 
And this mummy had never been to South America. What she found in there was tobacco, cocaine, and coffee, I think, in her DNA. All these things came from South America. How did the Egyptians get it? How, how did it get into this mummy that was an Egyptian? Uh, yeah, I was remembering that pollen grains and things like that from plants that only uh -huh. grew in the Americas, but n not exactly. over there. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So w what else they found was, okay, they didn't, they didn't believe her because she's not telling the story, right? right? <laughs> so they said, no, no, wait. but somebody else, a, a, a more reputable person stepped up and they did a controlled study that could not be refuted. Yet, in mainstream science, you don't hear of that, those studies. You still hear the 1492 stuff. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so it, it doesn't make any sense. There was, uh, there's, there's other studies, and I'll get into this in just a minute, that indicate that the Egyptians, uh, were their DNA was actually manipulated. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Well... Okay, so there's a pharaoh, King Akhenaten, right? Mm -hmm. There's several depictions of, of this, this uh, pharaoh, but he's always been viewed as very strange because he has a really big head, a really long, long head, uh -huh. and mm -hmm. his ears are, are funny. And so there's all this speculation about what causes this. You have experts saying, well, you could have this disease and this disease and this. They didn't know. However, there was a seven-year DNA study done on his brain tissue, on his skull tissue and his skin tissue. Hmm. What they found was King Akhenaten had cellulosicatrix in his system. And when they checked the levels, the levels of his cellulosicatrix were like off the charts compared to an, any other pharaoh of that same era. And it didn't make any sense. The other thing that they showed was that his skull tissue was so much thicker. And the thing that the cicatrix did is it, it does two things. It makes the cranium much larger. It makes the brain much larger. And as a consequence, what that study depicted was that this pharaoh had to be genetically manipulated. And at that time, Joe, there was no technology on earth that could have done this to him. So you have this genetic manipulation taking place in Egypt 3,500 years or more before that which was found in the uh, Mexican desert. Mm -hmm. So it's just mind-blowing to see how the, the truth of what has really happened in history, true history, yeah. is now coming out at the end of the age. And this is interesting because you do go into Zechariah Sitchin in the film and his theories about Anunnaki and his attempt at translating some of the cuneiform texts. Of course, you, you earlier also mentioned Dr. Michael Heiser. He not only has SitchinIsWrong.org or com or whatever <laughs> it is, uh, but while Sitchin was alive, Mike challenged him to go he, any program, anywhere, coast to coast AM, whatever you're friendly with, whatever you want to do, and he would not take the bait right. on being debated by Dr. Michael Heiser about all the points in which he was wrong, mistranslating. But the point is, he had little pieces of truth yes. that he then mingled yeah. with all of this other deception to change the narrative from a biblical one. Because the Bible does talk about this. There were giants in the earth in those days. And also right. after that, right, they came in under the daughters of men, took wives all of which they would. Derek's wrote, I don't know how many books on this. He's one of the smartest guys in the world on the subject, seriously. <laughs> but talking about the genetic manipulation that happened immediately following the descent of the watchers who 
you brought up, onto Mount Hermon uh, in the days of Jared. Uh, immediately they start teaching weaponry. Well, they're exchanging is what they're doing. They're, we'll give you this if you give us permission to marry your wives and not shoot us with a bunch of arrows, right? And so they made this deal with the devil. But eventually that DNA corruption spread until it had literally encircled the globe and God had to send the fiat of the great flood to wipe them all out, which goes back again to corresponding to even the American Indians. Isn't it amazing that at the exact same moment in time before the arrival of Christ, when the Anazaze on this side of the world were drawing depictions of a spiral and the serpent thing that comes through and it's deceiving everybody, and then the giant six-toed foot Prince. I mean, the paintings of those feet are this big, and they're in pursuit of the tinier little four, I mean, five-toed uh, footprints. While they were writing all of that down here, at the exact same moment across the world, Moses was writing, there were giants in the earth. Uh-huh. And the, this was all happening. It was a global phenomenon, and it's yeah. attested to by the stories of antiquity around the world. But it included genetic manipulation. And of course, you know, I had the honor of being called by a professor, uh, the head of the milieu, yeah, right? That's right. <laughs> uh, and uh, we even put out a book on that, the milieu. Welcome to the resistance, right? Uh, they've named Derek Gilbert, Sharon Gilbert, all the different people that we hang out with as, you know, being part of this conspiracy to label transhumanism uh, somehow in terms of prophetic apocalypticism, yes, yes. Uh, as the doctor <laughs> liked to say. But if you believe in the Bible, then you have to believe in this story. It is not a nighttime story tale that the, you know, the parents sat down to tell their kids to scare them into being good. This actually <laughs> happened, and it was worldwide, and it included other entities that looked like Akhenaten uh, with the elongated skulls and stuff. I mean, this is a rich part of history. They were here, and they're coming back. Mm-hmm. You know, Derek, it's funny because... Doesn't the Bible, Matthew 24, say, Jesus, I think, yeah. said this. He said something about as in the days of as Noah. As it was in the days of Noah, yeah. And so it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. It's like things are repeating themselves. Yeah. The whole world is being corrupted. But that's the thing. We need to remember that second part of that phrase, so it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. Yeah. So we should not mm-hmm. be afraid because look up, our redemption draws near. Yes. So when right. we see all these things right. happening, just Sharon is so good at this. When I'm you know, going through the daily news every day for the 5 and 10 news analysis for Skywatch TV and I'm clawing at my keyboard, you know, <laughs> and Joe is texting me, did you see what, what uh, so-and-so did? I'm guilty. <laughs> Sharon says, go uh, back to Psalm 2. Yeah. Go back to Psalm 2. Why do the nations rage and the people's plot in vain? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, his Messiah, saying, let us burst their bonds apart and cast away their cords from us. He who sits in the heavens laughs. Right. <laughs> the Lord holds them in derision. These wow. people think they're winning. Yeah. They think they're actually running things in this world. But God says he will speak to them in his wrath and terrify them in his fury, saying, as for me, I have set my king on Zion, my holy hill. That's how this ends up. Yes. Well, Derek, you wrote a whole book called Clash of the Titans that shows that scripturally there is a war that is coming and it is going to be fought uh, for us by our champion, uh, you know, of the Lord of the, the Lord of the hosts, uh, against these entities that sometimes are also described beneath the surface of the earth, where the the kings, you know, on their thrones, they're still down there, mm-hmm. moving about. Have you become weak as we are? You become, yes. You know, so this conflict is is coming again. Yeah. Uh, the bowels of the earth are going to open. Isaiah uh, talks about the gates of the earth opening, and then he says that giants 
are coming out of them to, to fulfill my wrath, right? Yes, but he also prophesied their destruction. In Isaiah 26, this is so beautiful because we overlooked the references to the Rephaim, the spirits of the Nephilim, the giants destroyed in the flood, because it's translated into English as the dead or the shades. Mm -hmm. But uh, Isaiah 26, 14, they are dead, they will not live. They are Rephaim, they will not arise. Right. And then in Isaiah 14, which is that famous chapter that begins, how art thou fallen, O Lucifer, son of the morning? We need to remember that the word translated from Hebrew into English as cities, irim, is identical to the Aramaic word irin, which is watchers in Daniel chapter yeah. 4. May the offspring of evildoers nevermore be named. Pre prepare slaughter for his sons because of the guilt of their fathers, lest they rise and possess the earth and fill the face of the world with watchers. Uh-huh, Raphael. Yeah. Yes, uh -huh. with cities, with watchers. So um, this, this, I think, is prophetic. Yes, we're looking at this great end times war, and these entities will play a role in it. It's even hinted at in Daniel chapter 7 when he talks about the little horn, the Antichrist, who wears out the saints. The word translated saints, Kedeshin in Aramaic, is the same word applied to the watchers in Daniel chapter 4. There is a war taking place in the heavenlies in the end times. Mm -hmm. The saints, the Kedeshin, the holy ones, are fighting on our behalf. And to bring it full circle, Daniel also says that Antichrist will be a worshiper of uh, um, a God his fathers a, did not know. A, a God his fathers did not know. And I once asked Michael Heiser, I said, you know, I, I read a translation once that said he will be a worshiper of an alien God. Yes. And yes. I said, is that an accurate translation? He said it, it could be translated that way. Yeah. Uh, so here comes Antichrist. The Vatican's going to help him, uh, I guess, with his alien invasion and will be a worshiper of an alien God. While you guys are sitting here and you're going into this natural back and forth that you're doing, I'm sitting here thinking, oh, there are so many er places, areas, artifacts, things that the world cannot describe. For instance, the Shroud of Turin. There's a huge following of this miraculous linen cloth. Now, there's a major case that could be made for the fact that it is the legitimate burial cloth of Christ. Yes. There is this whole community underneath that that's coming in and saying, yes, but if tomorrow we find out that Jesus is an alien, it also describes and explains every reason why we cannot describe the origin of this cloth. Every miracle that Jesus ever uh, carried out in the New Testament, there's going to be so many responses that flood in from these other communities of people that say, see, I told you so. All all of this makes sense now. The gospel is real and Jesus was an alien. That's what the world is being prepared to say. It's where you're talking about. It's Egypt, it's artifacts, it's all of these things. But there's a whole list and I'm sitting here spinning in my mind going, this is going to be explained. That's going to be explained. This is going to be explained by that. So I, at home, I hope you're listening. I hope you're getting the warning. That's good. We're talking about Steve Quayle and Daniel Holdings' new film, Lies of Men and Gods. We're going to show you how you can get your copy. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. There is a huge web of deception that has been intentionally woven into the underbelly of everything we perceive to be reality here on Earth. And it is compounded by falsehoods uttered from the lips of our governments, militaries, and even the Vatican. But what is the lie? 
And what is at stake? Skywatch TV is proud to present The Lies of Men and God's Hyper Video Collection. When you order the new documentary film by Steve Quayle and Daniel Holdings, Lies of Men and Gods, exposing the fallen angel agenda, the genetic corruption and destruction of the human race from the Skywatch TV store, you'll also receive the two full-length bonus DVDs, Humanity's Twilight and Extinction Protocols. First in the brand-new groundbreaking documentary, Lies of Men and Gods, you will see how the globalists who control our governments, militaries, and parts of the Vatican are working to condition the masses of the world to accept the premise that aliens set to arrive here on Earth very soon are our technological, moral, and even spiritual superiors, and that they are in fact our creators. Featuring interviews with legends in Bible prophecy like Steve Quayle and Dr. Thomas Horn, this incredible expose burrows deep into the veiled reality of evil, which Satan is actively trying desperately to keep hidden from view, with never-before-seen footage of evidence that points to the absolute genetic corruption of human beings. This film endeavors to give you the unfiltered truth about who and what is actually controlling our planet. In the Lies of Men in God's Hyper Video Collection, you'll also receive Daniel Holdings' DVD presentation, Humanity's Twilight. This fascinating DVD delves into one of the most tumultuous times in recent American history and how modern age pandemics are being used by governments of the world to usher in a massive loss of individual freedoms, civil unrest, famine, and even war. This video presentation serves as an outright warning about what's coming in the days ahead. But that's not all. Also included in this must-have collection is Daniel Holdings DVD presentation, Extinction Protocols. This powerhouse DVD brings you face-to-face -face with the realities of how globalists are right now plotting the deaths of over 90% of the Earth's population from forced medical interventions, alien disclosures, AI technology, and the end of paper money to the explosion of cryptocurrencies and precious metals. Extinction Protocols covers what you need to know in order to be prepared for what is coming next. Sold separately, these items hold a retail value of $85. Yours now for your donation of only $35 plus shipping and handling. Time is short. The Lies of Men and God's Hyper Video Collection may be the last opportunity to expose an evil that waits at our doorstep. It is a reality that is stranger than fiction. The Lies of Men and God's Hyper Video Collection. Available now at skywatchtvstore.com. Order now or call 1-844-750-4985. Welcome back to Skywatch TV. I'm Joe Horn. We continue the final installation of our four-part series on the new movie by Steve Quayle and Daniel Holdings, Lies of Men and Gods Exposing the Fallen Angel Agenda, the Genetic Corruption and Destruction of the Human Race. Daniel, my earliest memories of Steve Quayle go back to the late 90s. My father walks into a roadhouse steak place. Uh, you know, the kind back in the 90s where they would throw peanuts all over the floor. In most places, you know, post-COVID, they don't do any of that anymore, probably for good reason, you know. <laughs> but he says, you know, I just finished a six hours. It was over two days. Him and Steve Quayle had done this AM radio called As It Was in the Days of Noah. 
and I'd never heard the name Steve Quayle, but you guys broke the radio <laughs> with yeah. that. Multiple millions of downloads back when downloading an actual MP3 was a thing. Those were my memories of this guy named Steve Quayle and hearing his voice and, and seeing what he and my father had done all those years ago on radio becoming almost like this. There was a following for it. So then yeah. they had to follow it with another series and people were emailing our ministry like crazy. Mm -hmm. We got to get Tom back on with Steve Quayle. And the two of them, you know, many, many series, many, many times now have done conversations very much on like angels and, you know, the, the, the tinkering with human genetics and fallen angels and things like this. Your time with Steve on this project, Lies of Men and Gods, what has that been like? As I know that Steve wanted to be here today, he wasn't able to be here to record the series with us today, but he's very passionate about this subject material. Well, uh, you know, first of all, I, I, I miss Steve not being here for you. Yeah. And he so much wanted to be a part of, of the program. The, the idea of working with Steve Quayle, if, I, if I'm honest with you, back, you know, when I first started was daunting. I mean, it's Steve Quayle. These guys are, are, are a class above themselves. And to be able to work side by side with a man like that, as you know, uh, is 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 unbelievable, uh, but at the same time, over the years, because when I, if I first started off as a researcher for him, we are certainly friends now. And although I, I still work with him, he'll never tell you that I work for him because we work side by yeah. side. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that this movie did, somebody called it. They they wrote it. They saw the movie and they they called him or they wrote him and they said, Steve, this is your magnum opus. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They said this is this is the the capstone of all your work. And when you look back at the full volume of what Steve Quayle has, has talked about and said, it really is because it's a culmination of everything that he's done. Talks yeah. about fallen angels, talks about giants, talks about economies, talks yeah. about all this stuff, genetic manipulation. So it is a awe-inspiring thing to sit here now that the movie's done, now that it's out. And it's not just me that feels this way, it's Steve Quayle. Yeah. Because Steve recognizes the hand of God on that film. And how very much, you know, Jesus said that if I be lifted up, I will draw all men to me, right? That's Steve's slogan. He wants to lift up Jesus. And that movie does exactly that. Yeah, so in the midst of all this craziness, in the midst of all of that, the Lord is being lifted up. And, yeah. and we, we're okay. Because if, if we walk with the peace that surpasses all understanding through the Holy Spirit, in spite of all the craziness... We'll yeah. be okay. Yeah. You know, you, you, you uh, yeah. cite in Scripture where Jesus says, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. Uh, and that has always been Steve's passion. Mm -hmm. And uh, you might have saw a couple of years ago when the rock superstar Prince died. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When he died and they went in there uh, after his body was taken out of the apartment he was in, he was getting ready to go somewhere. And so he had his suitcase was open, a bunch yeah. of clothes and stuff, throw it in there. Right on top of those clothes was Steve Quayle's book, Giants. Really? Right. I still yeah. have the photo. Uh, so Prince. So people around the world that you wouldn't even yeah. suspect yeah. were being introduced uh, through this it's, it's kind of what Skywatch also tries to do. Do the edgy stuff. Yeah. Uh, do what nobody else is doing. There's enough ministries, or, or maybe not enough, right, that are uh, doing the like Bible studies and that kind of thing. What we try to do is grab the headlines. We try to find the stuff that is edgy, that is gritty, uh, but then we're using it as a hook. 
And we know numerous people that were lost yeah, in the new age right. that have become Christians as a result of Skywatch TV because they had an interest in something, or even people in the churches. You know, they had an interest in aliens, but their pastors won't touch it with a 10-foot right. pole. But then uh -huh. they come to us, and for us, we're just reeling them in because what we really want to talk about, what we really want to raise up is the person of Jesus Christ, the Savior, yeah. our Lord. That's Amen. right. Amen. Well, there's also this effort to leave a body of work available ahead of time. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's the whole point of putting these programs out on Bible prophecy is to start pre-explaining the things we think could be coming down the pike. Because yeah. when it does, maybe there are some answers for people in real time instead of playing catch up. Well, these guys showed up after the fact and now they're trying to explain all of this, you know. So that's what all of this, this body of work that you're talking about with Steve, Tom, of course you. And now Daniel Holdings, our new best friend. Yes. Uh, and we want him back on the show. Yeah. Unfortunately, we're all out of time. Ladies and gentlemen, one more time for Daniel Holdings. So good to have you. For everybody in studio, for everybody on panel, Daniel, thank you one more time for coming out today. I'm Joe Horn. Keep your eyes on the prize, which is Jesus Christ. We'll be back.